welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 129. I'm your host tonight, and my name is Shorty, and I have a couple of beans on the line of me. So tonight we have Chewy. How's it going, mate? Oh, it's good to be back. <laughs> Got over your, your COVID woes? Yeah, yeah. Negative on the rats. Feeling much better. Yeah. Bit of a lingering <laughs> cough. I'll do my best to edit them out, but uh, no promises. <laughs> Well, if you edit them out as much as you edit out your arms, uh, there'll be quite a few still left in there. <laughs> um, I edit out a lot of my arms. Thank you. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right. uh, we also have Cracker. How's it going, Cracker? Good, thanks, mate. Well, you know, I've had better weeks, but we'll get into that. <laughs> Feeling a little bit down after the surprise announcement that happened this week? I mean, there's a lot of mixed emotions. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of emotion in your voice. You're sounding rather expressive, mate. <laughs> Oh. oh dear! It's going to be one of those podcasts. Oh, it sure is. Chewy's back. He's had a week off. He's been saving I've him had, up. I've had two weeks off, I think. Two but, yeah. weeks off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did see the, the uh, all the uh, the lettuce and whatever else the other oh, the puns bad. that were going on in the Discord this week. I just good. I just quickly <laughs> scrolled through them. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, a few things, uh, well, a bit of a mixed bag tonight. It's a few, a few different things to talk about, which we will get into soon enough. One of them being the surprise ban restricted announcement that happened yesterday, I think. So that sort of came out of nowhere. But before we get into that, Chewy, it's been a couple of weeks. Do you want to tell everyone about our awesome sponsors? I do. One of the things that I've missed the most about not being on the cast is the inability to tell the world about the fine folk at Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They are the official sponsor of the Magic Beans podcast and our tournament series. We'll talk a little more about a pretty significant event coming up in our tournament series later on in the cast. But before we get to that, make sure you go over to jpmtgbazaar.com.au. That will take you straight to their Facebook auction page where you can bid on physical magic cards every single day of the week. They have their Win It Now auctions. Their full-time auction year means that their communication and shipping is second to none. And when you do win a sweet, sweet bargain, tell them that the bean sent you. Very good. All right. Well, before we get into our topics, uh, you guys did a stream last night. You played some Vintage Cube. It was, uh, I mean, the stream was interesting. <laughs> The stream was tough, man. I had, I, had a, I had a hard go of it. I mean, I was playing Magic Online, which is the first time in a while that I played that. No, that's no, fine. I mean, I, I, like I played um, I played X Mage on stream a little while ago. This, you know, Magic <laughs> yeah, Online is true. much better than that. So yeah, uh, yeah. Tuesday night, Chewie and I jumped into. Oh, well, yeah, it wasn't last night. Tuesday night. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, a couple nights ago. Uh, we jumped into yeah, a vintage cube, and. Uh, we drafted the animator full cracker style. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone <laughs> believed this, but um, yeah, we we drafted reanimator. Uh, yeah, a few audio problems, which made it a bit tricky for for us. And I punted a bunch trying to fix what was going on, but we ended up with a, a two one record. I was pretty happy with that. the The match we lost. I don't think it mattered. Whatever I did, <laughs> I think our <laughs> opponent just had all the answers. Everything just lined up well. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, like Vintage Cube is is the most fun. Like I think it's. It's probably my favourite way to play Magic. It's it is peak Magic, absolutely peak Magic. Yeah. Um. So if you're interested, you know, it runs on Magic Online until the first of July. I think it is. So you got like another three weeks or something. It's like yeah, ten uh, bucks to to do one and 
highly recommend. And if you go two one, you get a enough play points to sign up for That's another right. draft. So I pet I've I'm five drafts in for my ten bucks so far, and I my two oh, one with nice. Storm this afternoon. Oh, yeah, I saw I that look great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, play a bunch of rituals and brainstorm, and then cast uh, Yorgmoth's Will and play them all again, and then. Uh, brain freeze. Brain freeze them out. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I won a game by not finding brain freeze, but I think I cast 13 or 14 spells in a turn and I had a young pyromancer on the battlefield and that was enough nice. to get me there. So alternate wing Usually condition. is. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I also saw you, what, sneak attacked uh, Emrakul? Yeah, I had a salty turn, opponent. Turn four or something like that? Yeah, uh, that was it was turn. Th- it was turn three... Not sneak attack, the other one, the instant five mana thing. Through the breach. Through the breach, Emrakul, yeah. Uh, and then they had like nothing and rebuilt, but then I then found sneak attack to Ulamog them. So that was enough. Once I got to five mana again, I so that was pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> but I keep losing to like uh, like mana screw or just like a busted deck or some jerk playing mono red. So uh, <laughs> who a lot would of two possibly ones. play mono red in cube? I, th- it really People is the fun police. Win. It's like <laughs> this thing comes around a couple of times a year and that's what you choose to do. It just, yeah. Like, I guess, you know, fun is subjective. Exactly. Uh, but yes. you can play mono red anywhere, anytime, in any format. Uh, you can't do. You can, you can play reanimator anytime in just about any format as well. So. Uh, Everything you're saying to me, no. same thing <laughs> applies for Cracker. No, no, that's that's fair. Absolutely. And like I, I, I fully admit, like Shorty was asking how it went, and I was like, Oh, I'm pretty sure there were other decks we could have drafted, but you know, <laughs> Reanimator was kinda there. <laughs> anyway. It was fun. good time. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing about Cube. You just open your pack and you go, That looks like fun, I'll draft that archetype. And away you, you go. just go, yeah. Oh, there's nine rares and two mythics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did I'll I take pick? this busted uncommon? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yep. Well, uh, yeah, we may talk a little bit about Cube a bit later on because we, we do have something coming up in that format. So, uh, yeah, that sounds like a bit of fun. But, uh, yeah, if you want to go back and watch that VOD, it will still be up on Twitch. And, yeah, you can go and check out the deck that the guys drafted. So uh, I think I saw yesterday that Magic Online has that, like, token thing you can buy at the moment where you get access to like all the cards where it was like 40 bucks or something in for a month you get access to all the cards so really uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was correct so if you're a magic online player go and check that out and you can go and play some other formats also if you uh if legacy you haven't played magic cracker? online legacy stream? <laughs> yeah maybe if you haven't played um, magic online i'm pretty sure when you sign up it costs 10 bucks but then you get a free draft token so i think you should be able to use that for for the phantom vintage cube so, nice yeah still not going to convince me to get on there yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Although I have, I already have a Magic Online account, so I wouldn't get the free thing. Anyway, all right, so let's get into the topics for tonight. So first, cab off the rank, we mentioned it before. We had a surprise ban-restricted announcement, and uh, I, I, I don't think what's actually in here is a huge surprise for anybody, but there was no warning that this was coming. So, Cracker, you are here. You are the banning announcement new set mechanics person so yep. uh put your voice on and uh yeah tell us what happened okay so pioneer winota joiner forces is banned hooray <laughs> uh and expressive iteration is banned <sighs> not hooray <laughs> no not hooray in addition to that explorer expressive iteration is banned so wizards talked about 
why Winota is why they're banning Winota. And I mean, if you've played against it, I think everyone understands it just oppresses every other mid range deck. You, you should just be doing Winota things. Anytime you start building a creature based shell, you're like, oh, I can do this. And it's like, oh, I should just Winota. The thought behind expressive iteration is interesting. And I'm biased, like super biased, because <laughs> I think this card is like some of the most fun you can have. But basically, they're saying that all the other cantrips are, are not very good, except for Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time, which are, I mean, let's face it, they're very broken. Good. Yep. They're, they're stupid cards and a lot of fun. They're also banned pretty much everywhere else. So, they're like, we're just going to keep these two broken cards because it makes Pioneer different from all the other formats that you can play. And so, we have to take iteration away. All right. Biases aside. No, actually, before <laughs> I finish biases aside, because I still have some more. I've got plenty of biases. <clears throat> I, understand, I, I can see the logic behind iteration in Pioneer. I struggle with it in Explorer because- well, they, have, they have to ban it in Explorer because they've said they, that- well, because they've said that they, I mean, they the, just did the yeah. So yeah. they said Explorer will will mirror the Pioneer ban list. That was right off the bat. That's that's what the format is. So if something is banned in Pioneer, it has to be banned in Explorer. But and they had they the would, Noda banned in Explorer yeah, and not in yeah. Pioneer. So they would they said they would ban things only in Explorer just because it didn't have the full card pool of Pioneer, but not and the other way they around. So shouldn't ban it because it doesn't have the full card pool. Where are my cantrips, man? <laughs> Like, you got opt, you got consider. I do, and they're excellent cards, but yeah. I want iteration. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what do you guys think? I think it's a loss to the format because it's a skill-intensive card more than it appears on face value. It's uh, extremely hard to click the right card to go into your hand. Oh, uh, mechanically, your library, I like anybody who's played because <laughs> yeah, I've messed that up so many times. Yeah, we've, we've oh, all been that. there. Oh yeah, but it's it's also you know it, it, it's anything that gives you selection uh, is it takes skill to to oh, pick yeah. the right one. There, there's obvious things. It's like I need that land. I'm going to take the land, right? But when you have uh, situations that you're, you know, looking for specific cards, or you're just looking for an out, or you're looking to use it to pull ahead. You know, it, it, it takes skill to get that right. Anyone can play iteration; it's a good card. But the difference between, you know, us playing iteration and good players playing iteration, you know, they would make different choices than we do in many cases, and end up with a a better record for it. Removing cards like this from the format, I'm not gonna. It's not. I'm not saying it's dumbing the format down but it's a loss to the uh to the skill intensity of the format unfortunately and i i think it's a net loss it is that is my opinion of it uh i i don't know i haven't heard an argument that convinces me otherwise one of the things that i think is interesting as well is you have to be an is it like it's not actually easy to cast it's not like i mean admittedly it's a two mana draw two which is way above rate but it's also like you, you never played on turn two so it's a turn three or four play it's also like the best top deck you can have later in a game but yeah i don't know like i get it it makes me sad because i just want to play it in delver decks and you know dirtle <laughs> and then lose eventually <laughs> but you know I would, I would be sad when it rotates from standard because then i won't get to play it with ledger shredder anymore yeah yeah, so certainly is a good card. I think I don't think anyone's shocked to see Winota go because uh, 
yeah, it, it was obviously nasty in, in Explorer and there's been a lot of complaints about it in Pioneer anyway. So I think that's definitely a good ban and that's that was expected to happen. Express, expressive iteration, I, I do understand what they're saying and I do like that they, they're saying they want to keep Pioneer unique by having Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time being legal because I would much rather play those cards than play uh, Expressive Iteration because they are very cool and we don't get to play them hardly anywhere. So, uh, yeah, being able to access them in Pioneer where they're not crazy overpowered because we don't have fetch lands and, and that sort of stuff is is pretty cool. But it, the flow-on effect of having to ban it in Explorer is a little bit painful just because, I mean, I've been playing a bunch of Expressive Iteration in uh in Explorer myself, so uh, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a shame to go. So in the article, they mentioned a whole bunch of other formats. Is there anything you want to point out in there, Cracker? No, they're pretty happy with how standard and modern are going. They're saying that you know, as we expect when we hit eight set standard, it's kind of just converged to the middle. You just end up with super powerful mid range decks. So obviously talking about Esper and Grixis being really good, um, and that you know mono white and I guess runes have dipped out. I played against runes the other night, though. That deck is still terrifying. <laughs> I could just, just yeah, <laughs> it just has very explosive turns. But um, modern, they seemed happy with, and they're saying since they banned Ragavan in Legacy, then is it Dolva has you know slowed down a little bit, and no one cares about vintage. <laughs> That's literally what they wrote in the article. Yeah. As always, data on vintage tends to come in relatively small sample sizes. As always, we'll continue listening to community feedback. (laughs) I mean, there are a couple of other sentences in there somewhere, but, like, no one cares. It's just like, yeah, whatever. They don't mention uh, Commander where Soul Ring's legal, but Primetime's banned? No, okay, just checking. Just waiting for that announcement. (laughs) Things that will not happen. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Yeah, there, there does just seem to be cards in, in all the, like, Eternal formats particularly that are, they're just, like, what defines that format. Like, so, like, Legacy, got, in Legacy yeah, right? Brainstorm, Force of Will, that sort of thing. Like, they're, they're just never going to ban those cards because that's the identity of that format. And Soul Ring is Commander. Like, any Commander deck you build it's, starts it's with Soul Ring. Pre-con. <laughs> Since they've started doing commander precons, everyone has had a saw ring in it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I like that they are trying to build that identity with with the, um, with Pioneer, with uh, Dig Through Time and, and Treasure Cruise. Uh, like that that is you know what they've said in the article exactly that you know the standard is defined by you know five mana powerful creatures and. Uh, Modern is defined by you know one mana spells and fetch lands. You know there there are uh, things that you instantly visualize, you instantly think of when you think of particular formats, and uh, to try to give an identity to new formats uh, and formats that are gaining popularity it is is a good thing. I I think that's great. You know it's a uh, you know let's go and play Pioneer to go. Oh okay, yeah, I get to go. Treasure Cruiser Bunts. Like, I hadn't thought of that until this discussion. I'm way more excited about Pioneer in the context of being able to dig through time than just playing bad modern decks, which is how I looked at it previously. So uh, it's it's a good marketing thing to give that deck, sorry, give that format an identity. I think it's a, a good thing. Yep. Cool. All right. So we'll see how that shakes out in, uh, in Pioneer and Explorer. There's going to be a bunch of 
pioneer and explorer events coming up over the next couple of months. Uh, the uh, qualifier season that kicks off early July that's qualifying for the like the first pro tour that's coming back is likely going to be a lot of pioneer events. So we'll, we'll definitely be talking about that as, uh, as we get close to that. And uh, yeah, we'll probably touch a bit on explorer a little bit later on in this episode. So uh, yeah, we'll come back to that. Something else that happened recently on the weekend, Chewy, you were, you know, as we mentioned before, and as we mentioned last week on the podcast, you were stuck at home on, uh, in COVID lockdown, enjoying all the, uh, all the thrills of that. And, uh, you decided to just play a random magic tournament and turns out you still know how to top eight things. So you want to give us a rundown on that? Uh, yeah. So the ESL ANZ champs qualifier number three, uh, which is a, uh, a bit of a mouthful, but uh, yeah, our friends over at ESL have uh, been running these events this is their second season, and there were 34 players signed up for this one. Uh, I was one of them, and I managed to scrape into exactly eight, and uh, with a with a 4-2 record, got there on breakers, and had uh, yeah had a lot of fun, had a, had some really fun opponents, and then a bit of confusion over the time. Uh, starting on Sunday, but uh, finally kicked off at 5 p.m. Sunday for my quarterfinal, which I was summarily dismissed. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it, w- it was good. It was a good event. The uh, you know interesting to see other tournament organisers and how they run things. But uh, yeah, all of the the mods over on their Discord were working really hard to keep things running smoothly. All of my opponents were super chill and really friendly. And, yeah, there was a uh, uh, an interesting top eight with lots of titans. So there were <laughs> lots of forests. So there was uh, two copies of, of Team of Titan, uh, which is an Izzet deck with four copies of Titan of Industry. Uh, I was one of them because you, you can just easily splash a triple green. Card. Well, you got treasures. You got treasures from treasures your dragons, everywhere. So, yeah, uh, a couple of Jun reanimators, uh, Jun mid range, a uh, couple of Esper mid range, and the eventual winner in Sanity uh, with mono green aggro. So a, a few, you know, double ups, a few differences between the 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 uh the decks but you know same archetypes and yeah the uh the aggro deck got it done so did you guys get to see any of the coverage uh i re-watched your match oh so you, you watch about five minutes <laughs> yeah but that was that was all i got to watch <laughs> i missed game one of yours and then watched the rest of yeah i missed was... game one as well yeah <laughs> uh so uh that was yeah such a non-event for me i just i don't think i drew a spell uh, I, I just drew lands and needed action, and my opponent rightly played around my uh, Jwari disruption and just killed me before I could do anything. And then we had a, a you know a bit more of a protracted game too, but we were both playing the the Titan of Industry, and you know you want to be the biggest mid range deck. And I had four copies of Titan of Industry, but my opponent had many many more copies effectively because they were reanimating them as well as ramping into them to cast them so they you know in essence had more titans than me so they always had the last one and i lost to them in the swiss uh and uh, it was a very similar story and i'm not very good at drawing disdainful stroke so that that may have helped me but uh it wasn't enough but uh very very cool deck if you haven't um if you haven't seen that 
uh yeah the january animated deck is is pretty cool i'll put in our discord i'll put the link to the top eight decks in our standard channel and you can check that out after the casts because yeah the january animated decks kind of cool the the opponents uh, the decks that i played along the way uh i beat a mono white i beat an esper mid-range uh i had a super intense game match against the uh what's the jeskai combo thing where they not hanada the one where they show of confidence their dragons yeah Yeah. it was really really tight and uh i just just got there i top decked a a goldspan dragon on the turn that i needed to top deck exactly goldspan dragon and got there and I also beat a Jund mid-range deck as well, uh, but lost to a another Jund mid-range deck and the Jund reanimator uh, in the in the Swiss. So, but yeah, it was um it was good. It felt good, even though I was a bit COVID fog. Uh, it, it felt good to you know make use of my uh, lockdown and play some magic uh got to be on someone else's stream repping the beans merch and was very conscious that i was you know showing it off as best i could on camera so <laughs> you were con- conveniently like turning your body to i was repping as hard as i could i knew i had yeah. very limited camera time i had to make as much use of it as possible yeah. <laughs> i'm surprised you didn't pick up the beans mug and take a big <laughs> no i need to buy a new one of those i bought a new one of those and it lasted exactly one cup of tea before one of my kids broke it so i don't actually have one at the moment so if you want to imagine beans mug or any of the merch that you saw me rocking and it was totally the merch that got me the top eight that that's what put me over the edge uh head over to magicbeanscast.com.au go to the link to the merch store and uh it's all red bubble so there is an amazing range of things that you can purchase over there and uh we're gonna have some in paper events coming very soon so uh if you rock up wearing your beans gear there'll be somebody else there you've got an instant buddy so make sure you check that out Sounds so good. yeah, have you guys had a look at any of the other decks? What do you think of the what do you think of mono green in standard right now? Uh, I mean, I'm just sort of looking at the top eight, it's like mid range, mid range, mid range. <laughs> like there is basically seven mid range decks and then one aggro deck. So <laughs> it's uh, as we sort of thought standard is. But um, yeah, like I've I've seen this deck around, floating around. It's been around for ages. I don't think it's got anything new from. Streets? Couple of copies of Invoke the Ancients is relatively new, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, but that's that's from Kamigawa as well. I don't like. I'm just looking through the list now. I don't think there is any streets cards in here. So this is just the mono green beatdown deck that that we've seen for a while. And and I guess you just pick the right weekend and you get the right matchups and you just bash Win. people's faces in. You know, yeah, we've seen uh, we've seen Rolling Royce do it in our leagues and finals and things like that for the last two years <laughs> just either play mono green or gruel and and yeah just have big beefy creatures that bash people's faces in so yeah pretty solid uh, another thing that came out of esl over the weekend was uh an answer to a, a question a lot of people have been asking uh when they announced the this season of the anz champs uh they had the the prize breakdown and they had uh prizes down to the top 32 uh but only the top two 
from each top eight uh, advance to the championship phase where there was, you know, they, they play off for the, for the final eight. So there's, you know, 24 other players going, how do I know if I'm, you know, in the top eight or in the top 32, how, how, how do you decide who gets prizes? So they actually brought out a, a points tracker and they've, they've published that on their, on their website and such. So you can check that out. I'll put that in the, uh, in our discord as well. Just so if you are curious and you've been playing in those events and you're, want to check if you're eligible for prizes you can find your name on there and yeah i mean i'm in the top 20 at the moment after one event but i won't be able to play in the next event so i'm going to just see if i can hang on by the skin of my teeth to pick up some prizes so yeah you, you might be close you're on you're sitting on 40 points in uh, 24th place so you never know i guess it just sort of depends who plays the next events and and who yeah, does exactly. well but plenty of names i reckon i recognize in there from the beans community and uh, we did get we did get a good shout out from Bard on the on the stream. So thanks. For yeah, that, Bard. I appreciate that, Bard. If you're listening, I'm sure you are. Yep. So uh, yeah, the next event is on Saturday, June the 18th, which uh, Chewie will not be playing in because we will be doing commentary on our finals for the uh, the new Capenna League. So I mean, they do start actually now. They start at 12:30 now. They were starting at three, I think. So potentially you could have could have still played in it, but uh, twelve thirty, I think that's going to be. I can commentate and play games on my phone at the same time, right? <laughs> Just commentate, commentate between rounds. You'll you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hopefully uh, a few of the people from the Beans community are playing in that next one, and you can have our stream on while uh, while you're playing your matches, and let us know how you're going throughout the day. So, but uh, yeah, we've got. I mean, even looking at the the currently qualified people in that have. Uh, come first or second in the qualifiers so far. We've got L Wall or Linden and uh, Penchair or Calvin L who are from our Discord. So, yeah, hopefully get a few more beans up in there and uh, get them qualified. All right. So we'll uh, we'll jump back into Explorer. I don't think you guys are even aware that this thing was coming up, but there's another one of the play-in qualifiers coming up this weekend. Do you guys remember what they are? They're like the, like the precursor to the PPQ, right? <laughs> something right. like that. Is that how this it is works? one of those things. Do you remember, remember Cracker? We tried to break down oh, how the thing we, worked. And there was, <laughs> this was in the pyramid somewhere and off to the side, yeah. I think. I don't know. Uh, I, I think this is more like the the opens, right? Yeah, sort of. So you've got the qualifier weekends, which is what uh, doing well at qualifies you for the arena championship things. So the like arena pro tour level events um which we had one of what a couple of weeks ago we had the the streets one or, or whatever it was <laughs> yeah so a play-in event is a, is a play-in qualifier event is a way to qualify for that qualifier weekend so previously the only way to qualify for that qualifier weekend was uh finishing top 1200 in mythic you know either constructed or limited in one of the you know month periods or whatever that 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 qualifier weekend was was taking people from or i think like doing well at a previous one got you got you there as well but basically you had to just grind ladder and finish top 1200 and for all of us on the podcast here uh, that just did not suit at all like, i mean i've never been in mythic uh, cracker i know you definitely haven't chewy did you actually get to mythic once yeah yep. once one time yep yep but i mean it's it's literally just a time thing like you, you can get to Mythic, uh, you just need to grind, but getting to top 1,200 Mythic, that was a fair fair feat. So the qualifier playing events were these things that they've brought in where you can go, all right, you know, it doesn't suit me to grind ladder, 
a few weeks before the qualifier weekends, they run these qualifier events. So they do a best of one weekend and then a couple of weeks later or potentially the next weekend, they do a best of three event. And it's it's those events where you can pay 20,000 gold or 4,000 gems to enter and you can enter as many times as you like. And if you get the required amount of wins uh, before you get X amount of losses, you get a an entry into the, the qualifier weekend. So... It's a way to just jump in and play. I've got this Saturday free. All right, sweet, I can do that rather than grinding ladder for for an entire month. Uh, The other way you can enter is with 20 play-in points, which you earn through playing uh, like the constructed events and and limited events and and things like that on Arena. So there's actually one of these coming up this weekend, so this uh, Saturday and Sunday, and it is Explorer. So this is sort of the first real time we're seeing people like actually competing in in explorer like um sort of talking about it before the podcast that explorer is in a wild place uh we haven't had any events we haven't had any coverage or anything of of that format and so uh it's it's just the wild west there's a, a million different decks and there's no defined metagame and and it's I wouldn't be surprised if this weekend we start seeing people coming out with oh I've you know I've put this deck together and it's really broken in explorer and we we start to sort of see a uh, a bit of a metagame so i sort of thought well i mean i'm keen <laughs> i would be super keen to play in this this weekend there is no chance it's gonna happen this weekend and probably the same for, for the other guys on the podcast with stuff we've got going on but uh our listeners out there there's probably going to be quite a few people who are going to want to play in this and it's our job to uh give them some advice on what deck they should play so have, have you guys played much Explorer? I know, like, I have, but come back to me. Chewy, I know you've played a little bit. Uh, a, a little bit, yeah. I cr- tried Krakus to make Fires of Invention more. work. So, yep. Yeah, but then they banned um, Expressive Iteration, and now my deck's not <laughs> not legal. <laughs> not going to function. Your yeah. deck's not legal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cracker, you've played a, a decent amount. I have, yeah. Uh, I love it. I think it's great fun. And like you said, you can kind of just do what you want. So obviously I was doodling around with, you know, is it shells? Um, I tried to make, is it wizards work? Didn't really work. <laughs> um, I got really excited because Delver of Secrets is a wizard, but Insectile Aberration is not. <laughs> yes, so, so you would, you you would like it. turn one Delver and then flip it with, you know, like Wizard's Lightning, Lightning or something like that. And you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. I'm going to bolt. Face. Oh, no. <laughs> but then I'm attacking for three in the air. So, um, anyway, I, I have messed around with a few things here. And also just like burn, like just mono red. There's just, there's so many different ways you can build mono red. I think it's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, just you like before, you before you keep going with that, question mm. on the Delver and the mm. revealing Wizard's Lightning. Yeah. You, when does the Delver flip? Do you get a chance to, no, you never get to draw that card, do you? Because you're just revealing no, it before you draw it. No, you reveal it before you yeah, draw yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Okay. Anyway, ignore that. Unless you can Sorry. get in with a cheeky opt or something. <laughs> yeah. With the trigger on the stack. Uh, <laughs> trigger on the stack, yeah. Not if you turn one Delver, you can't. No. <laughs> <You've>, uh, <laughs> hang but, on, uh, hang on. Yeah. Who, I've, I've seen Retort you. is the other one. I've seen you play Cracker. Yeah. You never blind flip a Delver on turn two. That never happens. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I, I would think you should talk to some of my league opponents. Oh, okay, okay. That's one of those things that I'm I'm never good enough to do, but when my opponent's playing Delver, they do at least 70, 80% of the time. <laughs> I'm always on the receiving end. 
Yeah, I, I feel like I've been unusually lucky recently with my, my Delver flips. Even if it's not like turn two, it usually is like the next turn. Early or, enough to know, be relevant. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, so, have you been doing anything that's not mono-red, Shorty? Yeah. <laughs> so Shorty's I've, been playing like a bunch I've of- I've been playing all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I've, I've streamed the last three weeks, I think, uh, on, on Monday nights, and I've just been jamming Explorer- uh, every time and I've tried a bunch of different decks so I, th- I think I obviously I started with mono red and I did sort of similar to cracker I went all right I'm going to build you know mono red wizards and play some experimental frenzy and some steamkins and that sort of thing and, and that, it was good it wasn't amazing and then I went all right where do I go from here well how about we just start with some decks that I've enjoyed playing in past standards that were powerful so played four color omnath you know, that deck is super powerful you're playing you know, escape to the wilds and uh the teamer ultimatum whichever one that is and ugans and kendrath and and things like that and uh yeah that deck's super powerful and a lot of fun and then i went well chewy and i love playing some god pharaoh's gift in uh, in standard so let's build that so i've i ran a blue white version of that which was decent this week on stream i ran a mono black version which sucked <laughs> Oh, really? That, that one horrible. did not look good at all. <laughs> no, I did not win a game. Um, what else have I played? I've played Phoenix. Uh, I, I built a new version of Mono Red that's, that is better, that's using uh, Tall Brands and Embercleaves, that sort of thing. Um, there's another list I played. Oh, I've got um, I've got Cat Oven sort of sitting there ready to go. But, yeah, the, the format's crazy. There is, uh, there is heaps of decks. And I, I've just sort of listed out here in our show notes going through sort of the metagames and, and what I've seen and, and that sort of stuff, sort of the information we can get. So, yeah, Mono Red, a bunch of different versions. You can build Mono Red in a, in a bunch of different ways, as, as Cracker said. Red Black, so there's like a Red Black mid rangey sort of deck and then there's also the Anvil deck, so they're, they're slightly different but playing. There's a, there's a fair bit of crossover there. Those those decks are quite good. You know, you've got access to Thoughtseize. Uh, the amount of games I've been... Croxa. Turn turn one thought sees turn two duress. <laughs> it's just like oh man, my my game plan that I had is just gone. You can sacrifice Croxer to the anvil with the trigger on the mm-hmm. stack, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That seems pretty good. Yep. Uh, <laughs> there's a few different versions of Grease Fang. So there's you know we've seen in uh, standard mostly the Esper version, but I have seen a bit of Mardu as well. Not in standard in historic, but yeah, it it, it works in. Explorer as well, you know. You've got I like Grease this Fang. thing a lot. I think it's really cool. You've got the what is what's the Grease Fang the- Okiba boss, who's a three mana four three, and says yep. at the beginning of combat on your turn, return target vehicle card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step, and you get uh, Parhelion. Parhelion. Two. Yeah, yep. which is like costs like eight mana for a five five flying first strike vigilance. Uh, whenever it attacks, create two four four angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance that are attacking. So you're putting a whole lot of power in, and you've got a lot of looting effects. Uh, you know, you've got uh, you know faithful mending, tainted indulgence, Kaito. Uh, then you've got even things like um, consider uh, and uh, ledger shredder to uh, fuel your graveyard, and you can get a very very early. Parhelion. So you can go turn two, uh, you know, Tainted Indulgence or Faithful Mending to put Parhelion in the bin. Turn three, Grease Fang, and you are attacking for 
a huge amount of damage and leaving two four fours behind. So pretty yep. gas. Yeah, it's uh, pretty I, like, I think that that's really cool. That's um, that's something I could see myself playing. It is, and and it's definitely something that's uh, having an effect. Yeah, it's definitely having an impact on the on the format. Yeah, yeah. So like my my mono red uh, list that I've been playing, I've I've had to uh, modify it to fit in lightning strikes. Uh, you know, the the grease fang has has three toughness, so you kind of need to have an answer for if they do drop that grease fang on on turn three so you can kill it before you and before they get to trigger it because especially for, for mono red you know when they've got four four angels just sitting there ready to block you like you're just not getting through it so um yeah that's that's definitely a big big part of the metagame and and it's the sort of deck where it can it can grind a bit like it can sort of just play a a, a regular game and then you know with with ledger shredders and and just sort of uh, controlling elements with fatal push and things like that, but uh, yeah, you've sort of got that I win almost combo. So um, yeah, pre- pretty cool deck. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, the next uh, deck on the list is uh, heroic. So Cracker, did you play the like the red the Boros heroic decks when they were in standard? The, no, uh, like I the didn't. I was no, no, no. But I certainly played against them a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And, like, those decks just kind of pop off out of nowhere, uh, particularly with Feather. Just bringing back everything is kind of gross, and you're just kind of chaining off with the um, 10th, 10th District League Janair. Yeah. Get, it pumps itself, and then, you know, you get Scry value. And then also, um, what is it, Clever Illuminancer and, like, the Virtuoso. They will just get kind of huge and out of control. Yeah, and, the Virtuoso uh, is a good pickup out of a recent set. So, yeah, that's... Uh- just- Lots of protection. They've just got like God's Willings and, you know, shelters and stuff like that. Just make it really hard to block effectively or remove it. And they just scales really quickly outside of like damage-based removal. So those decks can kind of just, yeah, pop off out of nowhere. Pretty cool. Yeah. And there's also an, an Azorius version of that that's running the, um, is it Staggering Insight? Is that the enchantment? The white, blue Yeah, that's the one. Enchantment. Yep. yep. So that and- Draws uh, cards. The Curious Obsession, those sorts of enchantment-based mm-hmm. stuff. So, yes, a slightly different version, but, uh, yeah, similar game plan, I guess. It's a little bit more like the uh, the Azurus Auras deck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah more, more elements of that. Yep. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they've cut Feather, but they're playing more interaction. Yeah. They're, they're less linear. So they'll play, you know, like Fading Hopes and some Counterspells and stuff like that, so they can kind of come at it from a little different angle and just try and get a bit more value and drawing more cards rather than just trying to dead you as fast as possible. So- yeah, so maybe maybe a turn or half a turn slower, but they can they can yeah, survive for sure. longer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. I like it. A deck that uh, I've been playing a lot uh, against a lot is various control decks. So uh, mostly Esper, a little bit of Azorius, but I've seen a lot of Esper. And, um, yeah, they're... Uh, you know they've got a lot of cards to access in in those colors, and they can just control the board. And they've got five mana to ferry and all that sort of stuff to yeah keep uh, keep control of the board and and just sort of uh, have that long game where if you can't kill them quickly, they're just gonna take over and and you're you know sort of never gonna get a chance to enact your game plan. Uh, you know you've got access to like Shark Typhoon and and all those sorts of things as well. So they're a pain in the backside to play against. Uh, they're not too bad when you are playing like 
mono red lists where you really can get under them quickly. But yeah, if you're trying to do, you know, if you're playing Omnath where you're trying to cast four and five mana spells and just sort of do things the fair way, uh, that's not, not the sort of lists that you, uh, you want to go up against. So does not really, uh, entice me to play <laughs> those, those sorts of lists. I don't know about you guys if you're keen to play some control. I mean, it's got so many tools now. Like, like you said, um, Shark Typhoon is awesome and Wandering Emperor as well. It's, I think it's kind of got the, the tools to turn really quickly. So, you know, you just sit there holding up counter spells or removal spells as long as you need to. And then you just go, oh, never mind. I've got a planeswalker that's spitting out tutus or exiling things. Like you just, yeah, it hits from a lot of angles and can be, yeah. A little frustrating to play against. Plus, for, it has Teferi, so it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> for me, <laughs> because, you know, as we said right at the top of this, the Explorer topic, it's a little bit the Wild West. I would want to see the metagame be a little bit more defined before I, you know, certainly invested any wild cards into uh, a control list. I, I want to make sure I know what I'm controlling. Uh, I don't want to try to, you know, cover my bases too much. So as the format matures... I will be more interested in, in playing control, but I'm much more, particularly while the format is is new and fresh and, and a bit wild, is just doing something powerful, but uh, not aggressive, but at least assertive. Uh, and that's why, you know, the Grease Fang deck jumps out at me because it's cool. It's not something I've played before. Uh, the heroic deck, you know, just doing something to, you know, get my opponent dead and something with a tried and true game plan, that you know has has been proven in in many many formats uh and of course i'm talking about jund cat oven uh is definitely something that i could see being a, a pillar of the format there's uh you know a lot of creature based decks so cats seem pretty good uh if there's grindy mid-range de- and control decks then you know not many decks in magic's history can grind quite like uh cat oven with the trail of crumbs and friends to just get that sort of long card advantage uh incremental advantage chip damage and eventually get your opponent dead from a thousand cuts so i I, playing cat oven is definitely something that i'll be looking at in this format as well yep the deck, every format that cats and ovens are legal in it's uh it's just always a good option i haven't actually seen much of it i think i've only played against it like once i think in the in the three streams that i did but uh it's yeah it's always one of those decks that is just gonna be ever present so um yeah if you're a cat oven aficionado then uh yeah it's a it's certainly a good option for you uh we mentioned before when we were sort of talking about standard monogreen stompy so that is another list that is sort of ported over from pioneer and, and a lot of a lot of these decks uh, that we're sort of talking about here in Explorer, they're either pioneer decks that are missing a few cards but still functional, or they're old standard decks that were super powerful and are uh, you know they've they've picked up some uh, improvements often in the mana base um, just by having a slightly bigger card pool. But yeah, the um, the mono green lists are 
interesting. Like they're playing, you know, you've, you've, you've got the ramp that we don't have currently in standard. You know, you've got access to Lanoir Elves, you've got Paradise Druid, that sort of thing, and then, you know, big beaters in Old Growth Troll and, and Topiary Stomper, that sort of thing. But you're going all the way up to like Cavalier of Thorns, which is solid. Uh, I've seen some lists running the five mana Nissa, which was really strong in uh, in standard. Uh, and then doing like some shenanigans with like Kiora, the, the three mana Kiora from War of the Spark that when you, a, a creature with power four grader enters the battlefield uh, under your control, you get to draw a card. So you've got a lot of four power or, or greater creatures so that you're triggering that quite a bit. And it's got minus one untapped target permanent. So you're using like Wolf Willow Haven for a bit of ramp as well. So being able to untap your your land that has a Wolf Willow Haven on it with Kiora uh, or with Nissa works really well. And then uh, these lists, uh, or m- most of the lists that I've seen of this are running Khan, the Great Creator as well, Chewie. So I know uh, he's a favourite of yours. I've cast many cards. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, playing a bit of a, a Wish uh, sideboard as well, although not not too much to, to go and uh, pick up in the sideboard, but you don't, you don't need heaps. And then because like you're just playing so many permanents that are uh, mana value five or less, why not be running Storm the Festival? Because uh, if you can pay five, uh, six mana and get ten mana worth of, of permanents on the field, why not? I've, I've been doing quite a bit of it in standard and that's quite good. So yeah, good, solid, uh, can be quite aggressive if you get a good ramp start and you're not disrupted and has a you know, pretty solid top end and... Tacking Khan in there um, gives you those sort of sideboard options as well. I, I know the Pioneer version of this list plays Nykthos, which we don't have currently in Pioneer. So that, that's something that's missing, but it's still a pretty solid deck. Okay. So someone explained to me how you can be playing Mono Green and not Questing Beast. Yeah, that seems a bit odd to me. And also, if you want to just like beat down, what about, uh, what's the other one called? Uvenworld Oddity. Like, that's also just another 4-4 Trample Haste for four yep. on turn three. Like, I get you get value from Workshop Chief, but I would much rather have a Questing Beast than that thing. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I'd need to play it a bit. Like, they're obviously playing it for a reason. Uh, yeah, they I'd- don't have the Questing Beast wildcards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a mythic. No, it's, it's a mythic. Everyone's got heaps of those. Yeah. It's oh, like, it's true. That's true. It's a, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like four yeah. mana four four haste with a, a thousand ability seems better than a particularly five with mana, the amount of five, planeswalkers three. that decks have exactly. nowadays. Yeah, and just there's a lot of small creatures running around as well. I mean, we've just rattled off a bunch of you know things that have got you know cats and you know all sorts of you know even other mono red just can't beat <laughs> can't beat a questing beast for its life. You know, it's yeah. Just, well, one of the yeah, one of the know. things I wanted to look at was the. What value are you getting out of Khan? It stops Pahelion being crude uh, yeah. be- with with its Stone of Silence effect. Can't sack treasure tokens. Yeah, and you can't use the Witch's Oven. Oven. Yep. Yeah. Can't I use the anvils. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's actually probably shutting off quite a lot, and then yeah, just having uh, giving you access to stuff in your sideboard is probably pretty decent. I, I think this is going to be like um mono red. Where there's actually just like a bunch of different ways that you could build this. Yeah. And this, you know, this is just one list we're looking at, which I, I can see some of what they're doing and other things are just like, 
I'm pretty sure there have just been better options in the last yeah. I mean, three or four some years. Some of it, like what you were saying with sort of Questing Beast, like often a deck like this where you're playing Lanoir Elves and a three-mana ramp, which we do have in Topiru Stomper, you're trying to go one to three to five. So you're playing Lanoir Elves and then you want to be hitting your three-mana creature on turn two. And if that's Topiru Stomper, that gets you a land, which means the next turn you're hitting five. So then you're hitting Cavalier of Thorns or... Workshop War Chief, um, so that's that's kind of your A plan, and and so sometimes when you're playing format is, stuff, you're is that you're just wasting. better than like uh, the um uh, what's he called the five five for three that you adventure it makes it uh, one. Yep, the Beanstalk Giant. No, 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 the other one. The oh, one the Love Struck Beast. Yep. Yeah, Love Struck Beast. Yep. Like, how often are we yeah, getting seven lands for this Topiary Stomper? Oh, uh, with Cavalier of Thorns and things like that, it. It'll certainly happen, but uh, yeah. But then it's a four-four. Like, aren't you better off just with a three? Like Lanoir Elves into Quest um, Love Struck Beast on three. Yeah, yeah potentially. Uh, I, I don't know. Just I would like to see. I would like to see Questing Beast in the sideboard at the very least of these decks because there's so many matchups where it's going to be an absolute house. Uh, so it should be in the seventy-five somewhere. Yep. Oh, right, we spent like, like fifteen minutes talking about mono green. Why? <laughs> What about mono blue spirits? This is more in your yeah. Words, I think Cracker, uh, Cracker give us a give us a bit of a rundown on if this deck's any good. I, I don't know. Like I'm I'm not convinced it is. <laughs> like I just <laughs> seriously. Like y- you're missing some of the key um, pieces. I think in spirits. So you've got like rattle chains is obviously a really good card, and then um, spectral adversary can be pretty good as well. It's a pumpy dudes. You do get brazen borrower, which I'm obviously a huge fan of. It's not not a um, spirit. It's not a spirit, but it's who cares? It is a rogue, and we should talk about rogues. <laughs> Ascendant spirit. I don't know. It's it's doing a thing, right? I just Ascendant spirit is powerful, right? F- f- I if I'm playing a tempo deck, I would rather have Delver. No, well, I mean, not even just Delver, just like more tempo stuff. Like you're playing 28 creatures. It's just so many. Like one spell pierce, and then a case. Geistlight Snare? Like a- yeah, I, th- I think you're playing this deck for Geistlight Snare. You want to be going turn one, one drop, turn two, put a Curious Obsession on that one drop, and then have up Mana Leak for, for one mana, basically. Yeah, but and like then, I can just, just play the- Just um- control the board for a couple of turns and draw a ton of cards and yeah, win, win the game that way. I don't, I don't know if yeah. that's good enough, but that's I think that's the plan that you're, you're going for. No, that's, that's fair. I just don't know how the sizing works. You know, like that's and that's always a tricky thing. You've got you don't have vile and you're not playing green for um, collected company either, which yeah. is one of the other things that people you know quite often do in these sorts of decks. So yeah, I don't know. It's yep. it's a thing you can do. All right. So I've just sort of lumped these decks in together. So there's creativity, fires, transmogrify. Uh, a whole different, a whole bunch of different ways you can build those decks, and I've seen them in Izzet, I've seen them in Jeska, I've seen them in Jund. Chewie, you said you tried to get fires to work. What sort of fires list were you looking uh, at playing? I was playing uh, Jeskai Transmogrify, trying to get uh, Agent of Treacheries into play, and yep. it's amazing if Agent of Treachery is good in the matchup. Uh, but there are a bunch of matchups where you wish you could go and get something else. Uh, so you know it's it's one of those uh, one of those things where you want to have 
the right thing. It's metagame dependent, right? So Agent of Treachery is obviously a, a super powerful card, and uh, you know, copying it with uh, Fable of the Mirror Breaker is you know something that's super exciting. Uh, you know, like I, I want to do that, and you obviously win a lot of the games that you you get that going. But there are some times where it's like, oh yeah, you're you know mono red dork and now i just die next turn because you know you've beat me down then you just burn me out you know i'd rather have some other option so i def- definitely had my god Veros gift stolen by a agent of treachery <laughs> that was not fun <laughs> then they, <laughs> pretty, they then reanimated another agent of treachery <laughs> yeah see <laughs> stole, that, 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 stole that's whatever amazing. i reanimated <laughs> yeah but if you if you're stealing like i don't know an ascendant spirit or something yeah, like yeah. that then it's a yeah it, it's a bit too swingy and you know you don't want to have a mix of of targets because you know that's just like oh gee i hope i hit the the right one here uh so you've just got to have some things in the sideboard that are going to get the uh get the job done but yeah it's very very powerful sometimes you just do um you know fires things and and get them dead uh i haven't played the creativity version i did get frustrated with my um with my agents not getting the job done and went back to the more traditional cavaliers and you know that was that was you know easier to disrupt like it wasn't as powerful but it was more direct and you know had a similar sort of win rate against that where you can just you know play the red cavalier on on five and Kenrith and give him careful yeah, and haste and, and away yep. you go. But yep. yeah, there's um there's a there's a deck there that will be present in the format, but we the format again similar to the control decks, the format needs to settle down a bit before that deck really knows its identity. So, yeah, someone needs to figure out how to break it. The the lists that I've seen, like particularly the creativity or transmogrify lists, there they are quite diverse in their threats. Like they're not reliant on doing the creativity or transmogrify thing to win the game with agents. Like they're, they're playing a bunch of planeswalkers and yeah, cards like Fable and, and things like that that are just shark generally typhoon. good. Yeah, Shark Typhoon. Just generally good cards that you can win the game without. And then you're sort of playing that standard like is it controlly type thing where you're controlling the board or whatever and then eventually your opponent's going to land some sort of big threat and then that's when you creativity or transmogrify and you go and get your agent and you steal it and then by then you, you you're basically just shutting the door on the game so yeah I, th- I think someone needs to fine-tune those lists and, and find something but i don't doubt that fires will see some play it in in some manner uh, worth in, worth in mentioning format. though that the the banning announcement this week does hurt this deck yes yes definitely yep um and looking at the list that we've gone through so far tonight this is the first one that is actually is it and would be playing uh, expressive iteration there is one at the end of our list that's certainly harmed by this uh next one on our list gruel aggro this this is just we know what gruel aggro is you've got a million different options you've got lanoir elves so you can go turn one lanoir elf turn two gruel spellbreaker and just start smashing people's faces in so uh yeah it's that's the sort of list that is definitely playing questing beast and just aggro hasty trampling Burning creatures tree and, emissaries and things like yeah that. yep yep bashing people's faces in uh i've seen that a couple of times different selesnia lists so a selesnia collected company list so i've seen an angels list there's a, there's a pretty decent one of those getting around because there's some pretty solid angels and i've also seen humans because we do have quite a bit of the like human synergies in uh, in Explorer with like Thales lieutenants and 
Thalia. Thalia and, and, and different things like that. So, yeah, there is some good lists there. And then I guess the last one on our sort of generic list is old uh, old bin chickens. I played a bit of that this week on on stream with Ledger Shredders. And, yeah, the list's certainly good with the Shredders. Oh, yeah. But we've just lost Expressive Iteration, which is uh, a bit of a loss. We'll have to see <laughs> where we go from that. Yeah, it's, but, a, it's a big blow. Yeah. So I don't think I would be playing bin chickens this weekend. And then there's a bunch of other random stuff. So I know, Cracker, you said rogues. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you looked I've into lost that? Two. Uh, I've briefly. I need to build something out. I mean, I loved rogues, but you also get to pick up, you know, like better mana and thoughtsies <laughs> and some other yeah, stuff yes. there. So, so I think there's definitely a list there. Again, once things have kind of settled a little bit, but you know, the the combination of just drown in the lock plus you know flash disruptive threats is is pretty good. So I'd be surprised if there isn't a home there. I've also lost. A couple of times to Mono Black, where the Grey Merchant of Ashvedel. Yeah, yeah. And just yep. draining for a lot. A uh, couple of different builds I've seen of that, but that, that seems pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, and I was, we were, <laughs> I had Arena started up before we, we started uh, recording, and I was like, what, what cycling deck can we make here? I'm trying to work out if we can do, like, you know, there was obviously the Boros one, and then there was. Jeskai, and now there's like some black cards as well. So I'm wondering if what, like, how many colors you go into for a, for a cycling deck to cheese some people out with Zenith Flares? Because you know, just because you fun. can, just because it's fun to cheese people <laughs> out with Zenith Flares. I don't know if you guys have done that, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty good feeling. Yep. So yeah, the the format is it is wide open, and there's a bunch of places you can start. Obviously, you know, you're probably restricted in the cards that you own on on Arena. You don't want to burn a bunch of wild cards, but the, you can look at Pioneer lists, you know, pull up the metagame for Pioneer and have a look at those lists and see what's missing. And if, if you actually go through the Pioneer metagame, really the only archetype that is missing in Explorer is the Lotus Field combo because I think Lotus Field is on Arena, but we're missing the hidden strings and, and a few other pieces that, that sort of go with that combo. But almost every other archetype in Pioneer is represented currently in Explorer. So... If you've got something you like in Pioneer, then see if you can convert that across and see sort of what you're missing. The other place to start is, okay, what decks have I played in Standard over the last three, four years or whatever that I've already got a bunch of the cards for? You know, if you've played Jund Sacrifice in Standard, you've got basically all the cards for that. You probably have a better mana base that you can play as well for, for that deck. Um, and then, you know, you might want to put in a couple of Obnixilis or something like that. If, if you played Mono Red, well, there you go. You've got all the cards for those. So there's there's heaps of options. But I would be looking at, yeah, what what did you play in Standard, but also what decks were super powerful in Standard. You know, you look at, yeah, like the, the Omnath list. We had Omnath. We had uh, Escape to the Wilds, Get Banned in Standard, Growth Spiral get banned so you can play all of those cards in in that list that's a good place to start because you you already know that it's super powerful and then you can just sort of you know tinker with the deck and customize it and find something that that suits you so i don't know what you know if you guys were going to play this weekend what you'd be looking at like chewy do you if if wild cards weren't a restriction for you where do you think you'd be looking at for this weekend uh a couple of places would uh that I have a short list. Uh, like the Greasefen deck is, is cool, uh, but I, I don't know if that's where I would land on the some sort of fires deck. 
uh, is kind of where my heart lies, but I'd be thinking with my heart, not my head. The I, I think where I would go in the end, if if I was to play in this, it would probably be Gruel Aggro, just something with Embercleave in it. And, you know, it's best of one on for the yes, play this weekend. Yep. So being aggressive makes sense. Lenor Elves plus Pelt Collector plus Burning Tree Emissary plus, you know, Spellbreakers and Questing Beasts and putting Embercleaves on them and, you know, uh, and you actually get a lot of, uh, a lot of utility out of your lands in, uh, in, in your aggro decks here. Obviously you've got your creature lands, but, uh, you know, you've got Sokinzan and Ramanap Ruins and, um, Besaidu. Besaidu. Yeah. So for effectively zero cost, you know, you, you're building in, uh, additional power to your deck as well. So yeah, I, I would probably, uh, I'd probably play uh, Gruel Stompy. Yep, I think that's a good place to start. Uh, Cracker, what would you be running? Uh, it'd probably be Mono Red, actually, for, for much <laughs> the same sort of reason. I think yep. you could find a really good list there, um, depending on whether you want to go like more creature-heavy into Cleave or whether you want to go more burn-heavy. I mean, you've got... There's a lot of options around just like going face with burn spells, uh, and I think you could find something there. I, I mean... I'd like to say, if I had time, I'd, I'd you know muck around with some is it thing, but I just don't know. I mean, I wouldn't have time to to put anything together. And in best of one, you can cheat on the algorithm a little bit <laughs> yes. with playing like sixteen, seventeen lands and stuff like that. I mean, it'll get you sometimes. Don't <laughs> like it. It'll absolutely get you. But you know, you can kind of game the system a little bit there. So I think I'd be trying to play something just. Yeah, hyper aggro and just trying to get people dead as fast as I could. Be done with the whole of it in two hours. Yeah, <laughs> two hours. Jeez, that's that's pretty long. <laughs> it's only like seven seven wins you've got to get. You can get that no, done in half an hour. Oh, yeah. One I read. Yeah. <laughs> Lose fast, win yeah, fast. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I, I would I would be playing one I read. Uh, yeah, I, like same exact same sentiments and and yeah, I I don't uh, I don't think picking gruel is. Uh, is a bad idea either for, for the exact same reasons. I think best of one, you want you want a list that you know is going to be pretty consistent and is is just making people have the correct answers or, or answer what you're doing. And and if they cannot answer what you're doing, they are just dead. Uh, the mono red version I've been having the most success with is Embercleave version. So Torbrand and Embercleave. I think I'm playing like two Torbrand and three or four Cleaves. I think you want to be playing some lightning strikes in the main deck. Um, I'm currently running four to deal with Greasefang because that is a big problem. Mm-hmm. And just for, you know, clearing those random blockers and, and those random times where you just need to kill someone who's <laughs> you've gotten down to three, it is handy having access to those lightning strikes. And I think if you can find a place for it, and, and you can probably, like Cracker said, cheat on your manner a little bit, being best of one with the hand-smoothing algorithm, Fitting a couple of rampaging ferocidons into the main is pretty good. Uh, there's there is surprisingly a fair bit of life gain kicking around, and yeah, just sort of being able to shut that off. Three mana, three through a menace is perfectly fine in a mono red list. That that's gonna that's a good get magic you through card. a bit of damage. Yeah, and it wears an embercleave pretty well, so uh, it's a good place to be. And that the ping damage that it does is uh, is quite good. So. Yeah, I'd definitely be trying to fit a couple of those in your list at least and, um, yeah, just run all the usual Fervent Champions and Bone Crusher Giants and Kumanu faces Kakazan. Very, very good. Robber of the Rich, uh, Bernie Dreamer series, that sort of stuff. So 
good solid list and yep give it a go get your matches done quickly and if you win you win if you lose well you've only wasted half an hour so you're all good sleeve up those bone crusher giants is the advice from the beast yeah definitely yep. whether it's mono red or or gruel either way you're playing bone crushers so yeah that's it for explorer for now we will definitely i think as we start to see an official meta game and and you know we start to see proper events we will definitely dive into explorer a bit more and uh you know sort of see what's going on there but that will do us for now the last uh sort of thing we want to touch on on the way out the door is our beans league finals so chewy our group stage is done and dusted do you want to quickly run through like who who's made it into the top 16 uh yeah absolutely and, and the even tonight while we're recording the the discord is popping off uh there's matches happening so I'll just go down the uh, down the order of the uh, the bracket here. So, Plunksy, Rolling Royce, Cubal with their first uh, finals appearance appearance. Uh, Pencha or Calvin L. Sarah Soldiers, I believe uh, Sarah Soldiers has done well in some one day events. This is a, her first league finals. Uh, we've got our reigning Envy champ, Jedi's Walker, Carrican, and Mr. M. We've seen before. Uh, Pjor and Map, very familiar names. Wanga Sith getting it done. Uh, Linden, uh, previous league winner. Uh, Pete Magic and Beefcake, who we've seen around the place before. The Goat, uh, previous Envy competitor, and left him last for a reason because I do want to shout him out. Infect rules, Matty P, longtime friend of the Beans and uh, absolute champion guy who has uh, helped us out in many many ways both in donating prizes and his time and his passion and his enthusiasm uh it is amazing to see him uh with his first league top 16 as well so uh go well young men so pretty stacked uh, a lot of very very good magic players there and we'll whittle that down to eight players over the course of the next couple of weeks and then on the 18th we will be doing some coverage in person of the top eight and we'll crown our streets of new capenna league winner and that uh that person will go straight to the invitational later in the year which is pretty amazing and uh have you tallied up the prizes for this league shorty in value yeah the leagues are around they're, they're a bit over 500 bucks for for each of the league uh, which is pretty good, but uh, we always do a bunch of giveaways on stream. So we've got we've got some collectors boosters left. I've got a Streets of New Capenna Commander deck. We've got a pre-release kit. The, there'll be other stuff that we'll be giving away on stream. So when you add it up, there's uh, there's a lot of value in uh, coming and watching the uh, the finals live stream. So make sure you've got that in your diary. So that's Saturday, June the 18th. We should be kicking off. I think we normally start about 11 a.m. Melbourne time. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, quick, who's your prediction? It's a very early days, but Cracker, who are you, who are you predicting? Or who are you, who are you rooting for? Uh, I hope Q-Ball wins it. It's <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard when it's one of your friends as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, hope, I hope he does well. I, yeah. I would love to see Q-Ball win it, but um, no disrespect, Q-Ball, but you, you're in some pretty illustrious company there. My money's on Sarah Soldiers. I, I reckon w- what we've seen from from Sarah, and she's going to be play testing with Azzy G, so she's yeah. got uh, got some pretty good uh, 
practice at at home, I reckon she's really well set up to uh, to take it down. So I uh, look forward to uh, oh, good luck in making it past the round of 16 into top eight uh, to everybody. But uh, yeah, I look forward. I hope Sarah gets there. She'll have my uh, unbiased uh, support. <laughs> Hopefully she does well. Yeah, very good. All right, so, yeah, that's Saturday, June the 18th. And then on that Monday, the uh, Monday the 20th, we're all catching up for for what, Chewy? I'm going to have to clean the house, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, my birthday is uh, the week prior, and as has become tradition, uh, we, we tend to all take a day off, uh, you know, cash in a little bit of annual leave, hang out and, and play some cards. And it's cube time, so... I've got seven of you blokes coming over to uh, eat a bunch of food from the local smokehouse and draft some cube. Uh, Polywaffle's going to come, so we may do my cube, then his, or we'll see how we go. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have some uh, have some sweet, sweet games. I'm really looking forward to it. A few of the usual suspects, uh, you know, obviously the Beans and, and J-Mud's going to come up, but uh, Tom D is going to finally... Uh, uh, have a chance to to draft cube with us. I know he's been keen for a really long time, so uh, pretty pumped to uh, have him come over. And for some of the beans as well, uh, first chance to see my new digs. So we might, if I can get things set up properly, have a have a phone with a bit of a live stream. So if you've got nothing on on Monday whilst you're you know working from home or or what have you, and you just want to come and hang out. Uh, we may, if if logistics work, have a uh, and the internet's good enough, have a uh, a bit of a live stream going. So it should be fun. We'll see how we go. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. And uh, just pass me all those red cards, and I'll be happy. So I've taken a a, a lot of the red aggro cards out of my cube <laughs> because I want everyone else to have fun, Shorty. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's one way to metagame. <laughs> just remove your just, opponent's deck from the cube. Hard, hard metagame against me. Take all the cards out. Yeah, okay. Cool. No, there's still, there's still red aggro cards. It's just not the density. Right? So yeah, I'm yeah. supporting other archetypes in red. There yes, it was yeah. definitely over-supported. So hopefully it's a bit more balanced this time. And, yeah. Uh, it's a bit, a bit harder for me to to draft that deck so we'll see how we go but yeah stay tuned if even if we don't get a live stream going uh we will definitely be posting pics in uh, in the discord or on twitter so keep an eye out for those okay that's it for this week uh that ended up being a long one so uh usual wrap up if you want to get in on our future events we've got another couple of leagues and some one day events to come up in our tournament series this year so the best place to do that is to uh come and join us in our discord so the link for that is in the show notes there is also a link in the show notes for our merch store. As Chewie said, go and grab yourself a mug or a hoodie or a T-shirt or something like that and, uh, yeah, rep the Beans gear when you're playing out in person or at Command Fest that's uh, coming up in a few weeks. Uh, go and check out our sponsors, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Just go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au. That'll take you to the Facebook group and you can sign up for their daily auctions. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all those places where Magic Beans or Magic Beans cast. So just search us up and you'll find us on there. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. And Cracker? At Jewel Hill underscore. Very good. So that's it for this week. Thank you as always for listening. Stay safe out there and we will see you all next time. Bye.